And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Friday edition. This could get a little tricky today. I'm not sure. Hello, this is Houston Comtech. This is Dennis Rainey with Family Life Today. And Bob Lapine. Houston, can you hear us? I hear you very low. Low? Not loud and clear? Okay, you're coming in a little bit uh, louder. Please stand by. Do I need to say over? Okay, this is Comtech with a second voice check on Private 3. Hot copy. Hi, Comtech. How's this sound now? Better? Sounds better. Please stand by. You're about five minutes out. Okay. All right. I'm getting the sense that you don't make jokes with Houston Comtech or anybody else in Houston. I, well, we're speaking to NASA. They're, they're a little focused this on is, the mission. And, the, and, folks, this is not a joke. That really is yeah. Houston NASA Control Center. And here's the, here's the thing. Some of our listeners recognize that um, back last fall, we had the opportunity to have a conversation with Captain Barry Wilmore and his wife, Deanna, just before Barry blasted off from a uh, a launch pad in Russia, a Soyuz rocket, going up to take command of the International Space Station, which is where he is today. And we also recorded, uh, without Deanna knowing it, a 20th anniversary greetings. Yeah, Barry called us from the, the space station back in early December. December 3rd was their anniversary, their 20th right. anniversary. And so we had him at the end of the program sharing uh, anniversary greetings. And, and he uh, sent me an email after that happened and said, Dennis, thank you for allowing me to do that. My daughter actually took uh, a video and I don't know how they do this, Bob, but they showed the video back to him on the space station. He is in the International Space Station right now, and he'd had a conversation. He, he said, my daughter showed my wife weeping. <laughs> as she at, listened. As she listened to uh, my 20th anniversary greetings. Well, and, and we're trying to work things out now, and I think this is going to work, where Houston is is setting us up so that we can talk to Captain Wilmore and on the International Space Station. Right. He, Family life today. Hello, hello from the International Space Station. You guys out there? Unbelievable. Is it really you? Hi, Bob. Hi, Dennis. And how many bars do you have on your phone right now? <laughs> Hopefully enough. <laughs> amazing. It is amazing that we're talking to you. Well, thank you all for your program. It's, it's, uh, it's fabulous. Would you mind looking out your window and telling us what you're seeing right now? If I'm not mistaken, I, I didn't look at the map, but if I'm not mistaken, based on what I've seen in the past, I believe that's Australia going by below me. Wow. <laughs> well, Butch, you're looking at the Earth as few men or women ever get a chance to see it. What's a unique perspective you've had just from outer space? This is your second time to be in orbit. Any thoughts come to your mind as you glance at a globe of six billion people? Very interesting question. You know, when I was here before, uh, when I flew five years ago, it was a shuttle mission, and the shuttle missions were fast and furious. It was 11 days, and and I think the most time I ever had to stick my nose in the window was about 20 minutes, and and that really wasn't long enough. Uh, it was wonderful, don't get me wrong, but now to have the opportunity to really, no kidding, poke my nose in the window for a very extended periods of time, it's truly amazing and truly breathtaking, and it, and it makes me in awe of my Lord and, and Savior and Creator, I mean, beyond words. I mean, it's, I can't explain it. I, you can't explain the view. You, you can't, uh, you mean, you can see pictures, you can see video, and, and, and they do a little bit to show what the beauty of the earth and the globe is from here, but to see it with your own eyes and, and realize that it's uh, controlled by a sovereign God, and like I said, it's beyond words. You know, as you talk about that, I think about the passage in the Bible that says the heavens declare the glory of God. 
again, you get a chance to see that declaration in a way that most of us never get a chance to see it. Yeah, and Captain Wilmore, I, I just have to ask you, do you have a Bible handy nearby? Uh, well, from where I am calling you right now, I do not. I don't have a, you know, it's hard to, to get paper up here, books. We don't really have that. It's all electronic. I have an electronic Bible. I don't have my computer with me, but go ahead. No, I was just going to have you, when we're done here, uh, after we've talked for a while, I'm just going to have you read Psalm 8. I just read it with you in mind today, and because of the view that you have there from the International Space Station, I thought it would be fantastic to have you read it. Tell us what a day is like on board the space station. First of all, what time zone are you in? Yeah, we work under GMT, Greenwich Mean Time, which is the same time as London. And before I answer that question, let me say that uh, I, I want it to be clear. It is an amazing place. It is an amazing view. It is an amazing thing to be here. And uh, I, I wake up every morning and I float down the tube and, and I'm like, Lord, I, I, I can't believe I'm here. This is just amazing. It's thrilling. But I did not need to come here to know my Lord, to know my God. I mean, I, all that I could ever know, could ever want to know, I, I, you know, I gleaned from the words of Scripture. So I didn't have to come here to find my Lord. Um, he's in the Word, and that's, that's where He resides, and that's where He speaks to us from. Okay, and again, your question? Just tell me about what a day is like for you on board the space station. Well, the days are pretty busy, as you would imagine. I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a morning guy. I get up early. I get up around 4.30 or 5, and then... We're not required, but it's very highly uh, encouraged that we work out uh, a great deal. We get about two and a half hours a day scheduled to work out. We have resistive exercise where we can simulate weight lifting, and we also have a treadmill and a cycle ergometer that we can get on, and, and we work out and do that about two and a half hours a day. So I do that early. I get up early before the day starts, and I get all that done early. That's kind of what I do when I'm on Earth as well. So that's how I start my day, and the resistive exercise machine is actually positioned right below the main window, which is called the cupola in the space station. And uh, I can lay there and, and do my workout and see the beauty of the world go by. I like, For instance, oh, wow, you know, just, just this very morning I'm, I'm working out, I look up, and there goes the nation of Israel by the window. So I floated up quickly and took some pictures of the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee. It's the first time that since I've been here that we've flown directly over the top of that area. I've seen it from you know, at, at, at glancing uh, angles, but the first time directly over the top, and it was, it was wonderful to, you know, to look down and see the, you know, from that vantage point to see the places where our Lord walked when he was on earth. And so it was, it was great. So anyway, that's the, the way my day starts. And then, of course, the, the, the rest of it begins, and it's a busy, busy place with a lot of, lot of various things going on, science, working payloads, doing maintenance. And I think that's the best thing about being here is the variety. I mean, it's, it's different, not just every day. It's different every hour. There's something different that you're doing, working on, you know, plant seedling growth or crystal growth, working with uh, the fish. We had fish up here. Some of them went, went back on the last soils and went back and, and experiments with those. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Combustion science, I mean, it's, and that's just one day. And then, you know, there'll be things that will break and we have to fix, and, and, and that's ongoing. And, of course, there was an opportunity to do a spacewalk and go out and do some things outside, and that was amazing uh, as well. So uh, the variety and, and uh, the opportunity and things that we do is, is, is varied, and it's, and it's really neat. But you, you're, you're doing a lot of experiments or kind of overseeing experiments. Is there one that is the, the standout for you, which is the most fascinating of all that you're overseeing? 
No, guys, it, it really is not. There's not one that's, that stands out above the rest. They are all fascinating to me. I'm, I'm, I've always been a curious sort, and, and just the science and some of the things that, I mean, I've said this before, fortunately, in a lot of these experiments, I'm just kind of the setup guy. Uh, if I had to figure out all of it itself, I don't think my brain's big enough to figure out how to do some of this stuff. But uh, just to have an opportunity to, to deal with it and be a part of it is just just amazing, just amazing. And I'm just curious if they still have Tang on board the space station. You know, because I grew up, it was all about astronauts and Tang. Do you even know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. I sure do. Uh, I don't know that it's made by people that make Tang, but it's like that. It's powdered drink, and that's, that's all we have, basically, is... It's in little pouches, and we, we put water in it, and it, it fires it up, and it's, it's quite tasty. I enjoy it. So, Various so flavors. Breakfast or lunch or dinner, what are your meals like on board the space station? The food is prepared a little differently, so it does give it a different taste. And I'm, we're big on condiments here. Uh, condiments are, are play huge, so you can you can make anything taste uh, taste decent with the, with the right amount of condiments. So, uh, but you know, breakfast, uh, eggs, sausage, links, and patties. I mean, we got those that we hide, rehydrate. Um, and you know we have soups, and we don't have salads, but we have we have soups and vegetables and 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 meats, a very variety of those, and and it's it's really good. I, I enjoy the food, but then again, I'm not a good guy to ask if food's good because when I was on deployments on on the, on the aircraft carrier, I even like ship food. And there's not many people that like ship food. <laughs> <laughs> Other than your family, what do you miss most about being in outer space? There's only one thing that I miss, and I'll tell you what it is. And I'll tell you why, that, why I don't miss anything else. It's because it is such a unique place. And to pine for something that I can't have, like a hamburger or french fries or something like that, there's no reason for that because everything else just overwhelms that. But the one thing that I don't have here that I not only want but I need is church. The Lord gave us his church, and he gave it to us because he knew that we needed it. We need it for encouragement, for learning, for obviously for worship, uh, admonishment at times. And that's the one thing that, you know, I, I can't have here. I try to supplement that. I have uh, messages from my home church that are sent to me weekly, and I will let's listen to those. But it's, it's not the same as being there in the fellowship with the body. And that's the one thing that I do miss. And you'd include family life today in there as well, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Butch, I emailed you this morning. I just wonder, how long does it take for my email to get to you? Now, that's varied as well. Sometimes I get here immediately, and at other times it takes days. I get stuck in a hopper somewhere, and they don't get here for a couple of days. So it, it's very Mostly it's pretty good, though. What can you tell us about the rest of the crew, the guys you're working with? Well, my Russian crewmates that I launched in the Soyuz with, and we'll be here the whole six months together, uh, Alexander Samakutev is a military pilot from the Russian Air Force, and uh, Elena Sarova is a, a female um, engineer that was selected as a cosmonaut several years ago. And so uh, it's, a, it's a great group of people to be around. We've trained a lot on Earth together, and, and being with them here is, is, is fabulous as well. Do you speak Russian? You know, I jokingly say, you know, I speak Two languages fluently, and one I speak a little bit. I speak English, and I speak Tennessee, and then I, I know a little bit of Russian. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in that kind of an environment where you're living together, you're working together, I mean, you don't have anybody else to talk to other than your your comrades on board the space station and, and your comm link back to Houston. Relationships, maintaining healthy relationships, that's got to be a part of the mission, isn't it? 
It is, and, and one of the things that is good, again, that NASA does well is, like you mentioned, email. And I've got friends and, and relationships that I've built over the years, and being able to maintain contact with those individuals via email is, is really it's, it's wonderful. There's also, you know, I was able to, to send out and have 300 or so people uh, on a friends and family website, and, and they put stuff on the website like the spacewalk I did and other stuff, pictures and whatnot, and I've, I've typed up a few things that go to that website to maintain contact with them and the people that are able to access that website can also send me messages. So that's very helpful. One of the things that uh, I did a little research on is the massive number of people that form the NASA team that ultimately slings you guys into outer space and cares for your well-being while you're out there. I'd just be fascinated to hear your thoughts about teamwork and lessons you've learned that are literally out of this world. Well, you're right. You can't, we can't have success in just about anything in life without teamwork. And that's certainly the case here on the International Space Station. You know, yeah, we're the pink bodies that get to climb into the rocket and then launch and come up here and do these wonderful things in a wonderful environment. It's true, but these experiments, these payloads, these procedures that I run daily, they don't exist without the team. And uh, the things that we're doing, the things that we're accomplishing up here do not happen without the team. And I'm just, a, honestly, I'm a, I'm a small part of the team when it comes to a lot of the things that I do. And there's a mountain of people that have put their passion and their life's work into much of the things that I, that I work on here. So, you know, some of the experiments, there's, there are individuals that did it. This is literally, literally, some of them, it's their life's work, things that they've been working on for decades. And here it is in my hands. And I, and I take that seriously, and it's a great, great amount of responsibility. You know, I appreciate them for what they do, the effort they put into the jobs to make some things easier for me, and, uh, and, and I'm sure they appreciate, you know, the things that we do as well. So and it doesn't exist without, without that cohesiveness, like you mentioned. You need to know we have a ton of young folks who listen to Family Life today. Undoubtedly, they're on the edges of their seats listening to you, dreaming dreams, uh, big visions, uh, aspirations for their own lives. Have you got something you'd like to say to them about what they need to be cultivating as they grow up and hopefully put some uh, feet to their dreams? One thing that comes to mind is, for me anyway, is the parable of the talents. And the Lord gave some more than others, but there was a certain expectation for whatever they were given. And I think that as we live our life, that we need to realize that wherever we are, where whatever we're doing, we exist for His glory. That's why we're here. And with whatever He's given us, we need to maximize and do the best we can with that for His glory. Whether that's uh, you know on the International Space Station or the person that's uh, you know developing the payload or whatever it might be, and that's what I would encourage you to do: do what you are passionate about, do what you love. And remember that you do everything you do for his glory. Sometimes things don't go according to plan. And I know you all were expecting a supply delivery that uh, there was a little bit of a hitch. Can you tell us what happened and how you've had to adjust as a result? Yeah, there was a a mishap with a launch vehicle that was bringing cargo to us. And, uh, you know, for me personally, there have been minor adjustments. And the reason, you know, we talked about it just a second ago, is the team. The team on the ground that works all of those issues, have worked feverishly to make sure that we have everything that we need. They planned ahead so we would have a stockpile of things that, uh, that you know, we wouldn't be put in a bind on anything. 
and there's only one or two items that we're even just slightly short on because the team has been working and doing their job. And the team, as soon as it happened, they were at work getting ready and, and planning and seeing how, you know, how we go forward from there. I'm the one that benefits from a lot of that work that those people are doing, and I'm grateful for them. Were you anxious at all when you got the news that uh, that supply vehicle had, uh, had been damaged? And it turned out there are occasions where we can get some live uplink of video uh, when we have the correct uh, signal strength. And we were actually watching it live as it launched, and we saw what had happened. And, you know, our first thoughts, like anything, you know it's a, it's a clear range and, and there's nobody there. But you still, you know, there's always a chance something can go astray when you the first thought is anybody, could anybody have been injured? And, of course, thankfully that wasn't the case. And, and when, when there's no individual harm that takes place, you know, cargo and stuff, you can replace all of that. So it's, in, that, in that light, it's, 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 it's minor. Butch, I want you to give our listeners an idea of how big this thing is that you are screaming around the earth in. I mean, I've read the data here on it, but I want you to describe the size of this thing and kind of what all is put together there that goes all the way back to 1998. Total size is, if you think about two football fields, it's about as long as a football field and about as wide as a football field. Inside, the structure inside, they say that the size and the volume is like five buses that you would connect together. We have various modules, and uh, I can tell you it is wide open space. It's not like uh, the, the capsule I launched in, the Soyuz capsule is very small, and the shuttle with respect to the space station, you know, the living space in that was fairly small, but this is huge. It's wide open, and you're right, flying around even inside of here is in, in weightlessness is it's such a kick. It is really, really amazing. And are you weightless throughout the day, every day, or is there some kind of artificial gravity on board? Oh, no. Yeah, we're weightless. As a matter of fact, I just flipped around and standing on the ceiling now, or what we call the ceiling, because there really is no up and down. <laughs> now I'm standing on the on the bulkhead on the wall. <laughs> There's some kids right now going, oh, could I go up there and join him for that? So have you ever spilled anything up there? It's great to watch uh, water droplets and whatnot go into so Yeah, I spill it often intentionally because <laughs> it's neat to watch. So we've seen movies that simulate this. Are our movies like Gravity or Interstellar, these movies that portray outer space, are they at all close to being accurate to what you're living? Well, I think the abilities today of what they're able to do in film today is pretty close to accurate as far as the visual aspect of it. Um, no doubt about it. Hmm. But like I said, until you experience in this wide open volume, I mean, literally, I mean, I'm like right now, I'm just, I'm just doing circles. I'm doing backflips <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's just thrilling. <laughs> I would like to be weightless just for a day. I, I could use some weightlessness. <laughs> Captain Wilmore, um, you have done a number of deployments in your service for the Navy. You have any coaching for dads who travel a lot, maybe they don't go to outer space, but they're gone three or four days a week or a good number of days throughout the month. Any coaching for them about caring for their wives and their children in the midst of that? I think the thing that I would say from, from my standpoint, what I tried to do myself is, uh, you, know, you know, always think about the biblical principles, you know, raising and nurture and admonition of the Lord and teach them God's word. That's what I do with my daughters, and that's what my wife and I do together. And um, I think a, a big part of that is, is preparing, especially, you know, when the children are younger. I've got a, a 7-year-old and a 10-year-old, and we did a great deal of preparation for this separation time and uh, discussing it and talking about it. And my number one message to my daughters 
uh, and I even say it when I call them now, is help mommy. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, children can get in a, in a, in a mode, uh, as you well know, to where they're a deterrent from helping mommy or helping daddy at times. So the slogan is help mommy. And, and we also, my, my wife homeschools, so the, the follow-up slogan to that is help your teacher. The principal may be out of town for a while, but he's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a setup. Do you want to say anything to those uh, those girls of yours? Any words from the daddy to a, a daughter? I know you get to talk to them too, but here's a chance to both brag on them and exhort them with uh, a few hundred thousand, if not a million listeners across the country. Yes. Both of my daughters have, uh, are taking piano lessons. My youngest just started, and I want you to know, girls, Darren, Logan, Daddy loves, loves to hear you play the piano. And I thank you when you, when you practice, and I thank you when you play over the, over the phone so I can even hear you from here. And so thank you for that. And I want you to know that Daddy's very proud of both of you. And I also want you to know that the slogan is the same in this message, too. Help mommy. Help your teacher. Well said by by a dad. Way to go. Is there a question you like to be asked that's a favorite question for you to answer? I think, you know, less about me, more about my Lord Mm. is, uh, is, is where I would try to orient any question. What drives you, maybe, and what really truly drives me is, uh, my desire to live according to what the Lord has laid out in his word that we should do and to glorify him. And that's, that's the main driver. And so that would be the question, what drives you? And, that, and that's the answer. You have time in your schedule to include spiritual disciplines and to keep your, your spiritual self in shape, right? Absolutely. Yes, sir. So what, what are you doing in space I know you have an opportunity to read read your Bible, and you mentioned reviewing messages from church. Anything else that you're doing to just stay connected to Christ? The Lord gave me something uh, a few years ago that I have been continuing, and it wasn't something I set out to do. It just kind of kind of happened, and that is that uh, I started sending out a devotion to just a couple of people daily, every single day. And over the years, the Lord grew that distribution list. I, I don't know how many people are on it now. I haven't counted. It's probably 70 or so different emails that I send it out. So I do that every day and preparing the devotion to send out every day to those 70 individuals. And the, uh, it's also I have it posted on my friends and family website. So that right there is something that the Lord has given me to keep me in his word and keep me studying and keep me growing. And, I, and for that, I'm grateful. Put me on the distribution list. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll send one, and uh, yeah, that'd be great. I'm going to read you the, the passage of Scripture that I was going to have you read, and I just want our listeners to think about where Butch is right now because he's, he's looking at how this verse is really spelled out. Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. When I look at the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. 
You have given him dominion over the works of your hands and have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen and the beasts of the fields and the birds of the heaven and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I can tell you from this vantage point, majestic indeed. Praise him. Butch, let me ask you one more question. How how often does the sun come up during the day, and how often does it go down during the day for you? Oh, there's another blessing. And sunrises and sunsets here are just amazing. The, the space station, the whole station, for about six to ten seconds, turns complete orange as it goes through. You know, the light passes through the, the atmosphere. It kind of acts as a prism and separates, separates the colors. And I get 16 of those a day. Fantastic. So is it almost bedtime for you now? It actually it is. I'm going to grab me a quick little bite to eat, and I am going to hit the rack. <laughs> well, Butch, thanks for joining us on Family Life today. Just want you to know it's no excuse that you can't listen to the broadcast up there. You should have figured that out in advance, but we'll forgive you for that, okay? Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> next time, next time. <laughs> we're thrilled to be able to talk to you, and, and folks are praying for you, and we're going to keep praying for you and excited to hear that the mission's going well. Thank you very much, and I appreciate that as well. And, you know, praise him. Thank yeah. you. You know, it occurs to me that when Butch lands, and I, I just checked with with Keith, and it's not a splashdown, and it's not the, it's not a landing like a airplane. It's an earthbound landing and a recovery. What do you call it? A, a the Soyuz what? They land from a Soyuz recovery capsule, and they land on the ground in the steppes of Russia. Wow. Keith knows these things. When that happens, after he and his wife have had a chance to kind of get acquainted with one another again, we need we need to get them to one of our weekend to remember marriage getaways for a little refresher. Yeah. When you've been gone for several months, it's good to have a little getaway weekend together and to hear again God's design for the marriage relationship. And, uh, of course, you and I are going to be uh, speaking at Weekend to Remember Getaways next weekend. You're going to be in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'm going to be in Colorado Springs. Yeah. We've got uh, another four or five getaways happening next weekend, Valentine's weekend. And then throughout the spring, there are Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaways happening in cities all across the country. If you and your spouse have never been, you don't have to go to outer space in order to qualify to attend a Weekend to Remember. You can go to familylifetoday.com and sign up to attend uh, an upcoming Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaway. Get more information about when one of these getaways is coming to a city near where you live. Or call 1-800-FL-TODAY and mention that you'd like to attend a Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaway. And we can answer any questions you have, let you know about dates and locations. But we hope you'll make plans to invest in your marriage, whether you've been apart for a while or whether you see each other day in and day out. This kind of a getaway is great preventive maintenance for every marriage relationship. Again, learn more at familylifetoday.com. Click the link at the top of the page that says Go Deeper, and you'll find information about the Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaway there. Or call 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today, and ask about the Weekend to Remember. One final note before we're done. Next week is National Marriage Week, and we're going to be celebrating all week long with some special things going on on social media. If you are not a friend of ours on our Facebook page, or if you don't follow us on Twitter, let me encourage you to sign up so that uh, you can be in the loop for all that we've got going on next week. Some fun stuff, some helpful things, and some ideas for Valentine's Day. 
Uh, you can go to familylifetoday.com and scroll all the way down to the very bottom of the page, and you'll see the links there for Facebook and Twitter. You can sign up that way. Or if you're in the know, just go to Facebook and Twitter. Follow us at Family Life Today. That's our Twitter handle. Or you can click like on our Family Life Today Facebook page and join us that way. And with that, we've got to wrap things up. Thanks for being with us today. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope you and your family are able to worship together this weekend. And I hope you can join us back on Monday when we're going to begin a week-long look at the Song of Solomon and what that book has to say about marriage and romance and dating and intimacy. We're going to hear messages from Pastor Matt Chandler next week. So I hope you can tune in for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with help today from Tom Thompson. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you Monday for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.